live. We are live. Again. Again. <laughs> Only this time we're actually going to teach something. Right. The other one you could have said, this is a test. This is only that's a test. A, yeah, that's, that's where we just kind of goof around. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a Liberty Roundtable behind the scenes. There you go. Let me dial this in here a little bit. All right. And it is so good to be back with each and every one of you. Um, just real quick, as, a, as an update, we, we found out, I don't know if we mentioned it last time, but Lord blessed, and we're in two new countries. Um, South Africa. Mm-hmm. And... India. India, okay. yep. So we, we thank the Lord for that. And uh, we just we just do it and let the Lord take it. Yeah. And, and send he'll it. it. He'll put it to wherever he wants it. That's right. And the wonderful thing about that is, is the Bible tells us that his word will not return void. Amen. Sure, but certainly so, hasn't over the last year or so we've been doing this. Amen. <clears throat> Overall volume can come up just a hair. And if y'all ever just see me reach up like this, I'm just making some slight adjustments mid. We did a test and all, but still got to make minor adjustments here and there. In fact, you need a little bit more in your mic. Believe it or not, moving that tear, you can make an adjustment to the tape. <laughs> <laughs> But it is good to be here with you. Uh, we are continuing on in our study of the seven churches of the Revelation. Uh, if you caught our last episode, uh, which you can find on YouTube, or um, very soon you will see that particular episode coming up on our Spotify. Uh, I think in Spotify we're in um, the one that was just before the Sardis or Thyatira. So you'll see part one dropping very soon on our Spotify but we did kind of a recap on all the other ones that we had already done last week. Yeah. Uh, so just as a refresher, last week we were in Philadelphia. We're going to wrap up Philadelphia today. And where we left off last time, uh, Christ had told them that they had a door that was set before them that he had opened yeah. to be the evangelistic tool used for that part of the world. He'd opened it to the whole world. But on top of that, he assured them that even in the midst of persecution, those uh, Jews that said they was that, that were the said they were Jews, Jews but they were not. And he let them know that you know what, one day you, the entire church, will be vindicated in the midst of those who persecuted them. Yeah, it says that uh, they will worship God at your feet. Yeah. And that didn't mean that they would be worshiping the church, but that they'd be worshiping, worshiping God in the presence of the church. Yep. And which vindicates. Which, which would vindicate everything the church everything has done. Yeah. And boy, man, that's, that's just, that's just kind of a wonderful feeling, isn't it? And, and that rolls us right into what we're talking about today. Verse 10 tells us why. Why? Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Yeah, Amen. You know, you might ask, uh, well, just got what is the word of God's patience? Mm -hmm. You know, by enduring uh, the, the church in Philadelphia, by, by enduring all the lies and the persecution mm -hmm. from the Jews who, back in verse 9, said are not Jews or only or Jews in, in name only, mm -hmm. they have shown to the world that they have kept the word of God's patience. Uh, those who have patiently endured uh, present trials in this world, Mm. Uh, without leaving God will be kept 
from future uh, trials uh, brought on them by God on this world. Uh, and he's uh, actually referring to the tribulation of the seven-year tribulation period, or very, at the very least, we'll say, uh, the great tribulation, which, uh, which occurs in the middle of the seventh. Uh, so, so at least three and a half years we'll call the great tribulation. Uh, and that's when God will bring judgment on the whole world. And this, this refers only to those left in the world who have rejected Christ and will be the object of God's wrath. The church, mm. of course, will be gone uh, in the rapture. Uh, and this is an hour of temptation. And, of course, the church will be kept from it. Yeah, and I'll tell you, um, that right there, brother, I'm so glad not to be an object of his wrath because we're going to be gone. Amen. We ain't going to be here for that. In fact, he said all those that trust in his name would be spared his wrath. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, he says here in verse verse 11, brother, he says, Behold, I come quickly. And he's speaking of the trials that will come in the hour of temptation or during that uh, seven-year tribulation period. Uh, has to be that because there, because there is no threat to remove their candlestick. In fact, of all the churches, this is the only one that that uh, Jesus said that they didn't threaten to remove the candlestick. Yeah, and you know, all throughout the Bible, uh, we we have warnings, if you will, given to us, and <clears throat> it's the fact that Jesus is coming soon. It's imminent. It's it's gonna you know it's gonna happen any day. No man knoweth the day nor the hour. He's gonna come like a thief in the night. I mean the, the list goes on and on. But this particular phrase here is reiterated at the end of the revelation as well. Yeah, that's right. He tells John. He says, "Behold, I come quickly," and he tells him that if you keep, you know, the the teachings of this book, then you are blessed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, he says here in verse 11, he said, Behold, I come quickly. But then uh, you look on further in the Revelation, like you were saying there, brother. Uh, we know this to mean that once the trials start, they'll come quickly upon the earth. Uh, another trial will come even while the, the world's in the midst of the first one until all of God's wrath has fallen in judgment. Uh, it doesn't mean immediate, but it does mean that, that it does mean sudden and, and uh, unexpected. Uh, his wrath, when it comes, will come quickly. And uh, once the trials start, none of them stop. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in the end, uh, the trumpet judgments and the vials of wrath will all still be in operation from, uh, from the very first, very first. You know, we, we, we talked about Revelation all some time ago, folks. And, he, and, and I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that the trials start, I hate to say mildly, but as they go, they get worse. They'll progress. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you start out with the one trial where you need to get your, God trying to get your attention. Then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Well, the, the trial where he's trying to get your attention is still going on when he's at that very last vial being poured out of the earth. There, there's no let up. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And, brother, it goes from judgment to wrath. Uh, you, you know, it goes from good, judgments. That's to a wrath. good point, and there's there's a difference. Oh yeah. You know, uh, we can be under we can be under judgment uh, as a, as a Christian, uh, but you don't want to experience God's wrath. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he tells them and us this, uh, so that we will be prepared when He does come. That's right. Uh, there'll be no time to prepare once He once He starts. I mean, once He starts, He comes He comes quickly, 
and he comes, we go uh, in the twinkle of eye, and there'd be no time to be no time to say goodbye. That's right. And brother, I know I know you're a big fan of numbers, and so am I. And so uh, I couldn't help but notice, you know, you've got seven trumpets of judgment, you've got seven vials of wrath, and all of this transpires in seven years of tribulation. Well, amen. And we know that seven in the Bible is the number of God's completion. Yeah, amen. Perfect amen. completion. Uh, uh, the, the church of Philadelphia, Kyle, uh, are counseled here uh, to hold fast what they had. Mm -hmm. uh, so until that time, until the time that God brings judgment on this old world and it takes us out and puts judgment on this world, they have an, uh, an evangelistic opportunity to bring Christ to the world through the door Jesus has set before them. Mm. Uh, if, they, if, they, if they must fall, you know, let them fall forward through the door into the world that needs to hear the gospel. Yeah, brother, and there he is again, just like we said last week, there he is again holding the keys, just rattling them and saying, come on, step through that open door. Amen. Let's go. Amen. Uh, they got to rely on God uh, and his power. Because the Bible says here they, they have a little strength of their own. And, and it's just like we, we don't have strength either to meet the spiritual uh, blockades that we'll run into. Uh, and, and when you rely on God and, and for his power, this serves to bring them into a closer relationship with God and closer relationship to power that gets things done when they can't, you know. Yeah, and you know, Philippians 4.13 tells us, brother, that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And that tells me, you know, brother, in our weakness, he is our strength. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 you can look, you look at that very little verse there, you know, uh, he is strengthening you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's getting pretty personal. Yeah, man. You know, that's getting right down with Robert Meese Road. He will strengthen you to go through that open door and pursue the great command that he's given us uh, as a church to go into the world and preach the gospel. Uh, I mean, he's opened all the he opens all the doors. All you got to do is just take that step of faith and go right out and in through them, you know. And uh, and he says here also, and and they are faithful to Jesus by keeping his word and not denying his name. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus said that those who deny him. He will deny them in that day, in the day that he comes for the church. Those who have rejected him, they ain't going. And you know, uh, I believe you, you grabbed that from uh, 2 Timothy 2.12, yeah. right? Yeah. And the, the word deny there is talking about not a physical rejection necessarily, but instead a spiritual rejection. In fact, in Greek, the word there is uh, arne omai which is to reject or to absolutely refuse. And so this is talking about those who have you know, been offered that free gift of salvation, and they absolutely refuse it. They want nothing to do with yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't mind me, just keep on going. Uh, that, you know, that kind of, kind of like we do sometimes. You know, we know better, we just don't do better. You know? uh, these three things that you know, hold, hold fast what you, what you have, uh, and rely on his power and and uh, and remaining faithful to Jesus. Those three things must continue 
even in the churches of today, if we are to evangelize the world and keep the great commandment that he's given the church. Uh, and, he's, and, and he goes on to say here that no one may take your crown. That's, that's just icing on the cake, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not going to take your salvation. No. But you can't lose your crown. So uh, he, he's inserted this here. Uh, in case they don't hold fast, back here was the first thing that we read there. Um, and and the, the crown is a symbol of victory. Uh, but to receive it, uh, you must not let up. Uh, you you got to play the fourth quarter, in plain words, you know, with, with the same ferocity as, as the first three quarters. Uh, I'm, you know, how many times have, uh, have you watched a football team mm -hmm. on television uh, there's be out ahead 25 points. And they just, oh, we're going to just whip the snot out of them, you know. And uh, and yeah, they will let up a little bit. And first thing you know, they behind six points. <laughs> and, and, and they'll lose the ball game. Uh, let's not lose our crown, brother, in the last minutes of the, of the game. But play just as hard till the very end. That's right. That's right. And, and again, this is not... Your salvation that is lost in this crown. This is eternal rewards. Yeah, this right. is this is that stuff that's going to go through the fire and be tried. Amen. And and come out as either hands or come out burnt up like hay and stubble, or come out as precious jewels. Yeah. You know, uh, brothers, we got an awesome responsibility to the church. Yeah. We uh, uh, souls depend on us uh, to keep on keeping on until the the trump sounds and and we are raptured out of here. Yeah. You know. Uh, he goes on to say here, brother, he said, him that overcometh, I will make him a pillar. Boy, there, there's, man, there's, some, there's some good stuff there. Oh, yeah. Now, let me, let's just share a little bit here. Go ahead. Uh, now, we, we learned real earlier that, that Philadelphia, uh, they were a city that was frequently visited by earthquakes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the pillars of the buildings, uh, after one of them earthquakes went through there, oftentimes there's nothing standing but the pillars of the buildings. And uh, this statement would be a, prof a profound illustration of those who refused to embrace the world uh, of the Hellen Hellenistic uh, Greek culture. Uh, pillars are a picture of strength, beauty, and stability. Mm -hmm. When everything around the Philadelphian church collapsed around them because of the earthquake, they were to be the one thing left standing above the rubble. And brother, this is a, an absolute evidence that they put Paul's teaching to the Ephesians in, into place. He said in Ephesians 6 and 13, he said, to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the last day. And having done all to stand. Yep. When you can't do everything you can do, just stand. Just be there. Just be there. And, and they're doing that through, again, God's power. They're standing in the midst of all the rubble. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jesus offers us that strength to remain standing. Uh, when, when, and I think we're seeing it right now, brother, when, when society collapses from the weight of sin and wickedness, and self-centeredness, and and I think that's happening right now. Oh yeah, it's evident. You know, it's clear as a bell. Uh, the pillar holds up the building, uh, and pillars must have a firm foundation, or they wouldn't stand either. Uh, Jesus for the church is that foundation, the only foundation, and he's the only one that's going to the only one going to last. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, look to and depend on Him 
to survive any earthquake in your life. That's right. Uh, whether it's a, a literal one, or whether it's a, a financial or medical uh, earthquake or a spiritual one, uh, stand on Jesus because he's the foundation. Uh, and he shall go out no more. Uh, the overcomer here has a place of stability um, forever mm -hmm. in, in Jesus and shall never be moved uh, from, their, from their place. Never. You know, it, it's interesting. I, I wasn't a big fan of grammar or English growing up. I used to just tell everybody I was, you know, I grew up in Bay Lake where ain't and weren't and all of them were in the, the vocabulary and the dictionary. Kind of like some of the country folk up this way too. And uh, the word shall, though, when it is used like it is here, is used to express extreme determination to make something come about. So, brother, just if just somebody said shall, that meant that they were determined. Brother, this is the determination of Jesus Christ who said he shall go out no more. Yeah, amen. It ain't going to happen. So, you know, <laughs> no longer will they have to run from the collapsing buildings and the ground faults. No more. Uh, he goes on to say here, and I will write upon the uh, upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the New Jerusalem. The writing upon him the name of God, uh, brother, that shows ownership. Mm -hmm. You 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 know I, I was a mechanic. You put your name on all your tools. You know so they you know they all belong to you. They find them laying around somewhere. Somewhere uh, we're no longer our own. That's right. You know we're bought with a price. We belong to God, and, and, and we know uh, him in a whole different way than a world that's under his wrath and judgment. That's right. And, and folks, here's, here's the significance of this. The columns of the city, like in Philadelphia, and, most, and not just Philadelphia, some of the other cities, but the columns of those cities would have the names of distinguished citizens engraved on them. Uh, see the beauty of this thing, brother? Mm. Uh, it, was, it was a thing of honor for those whose name were in the were on the columns, and all who came to the city would see them and inquire about them and, and listen to the story about why are they distinguished or and, and why they're being honored. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you just for a moment. I'm going to say and I'm going to I'm going to emphasize the word imagine. You know, I'm not telling you that this is the case. But oftentimes, whenever uh, we're preaching, I, I call it this. I call it sheliology. You know, but just for a moment, if you would imagine the gates of pearl those big old pillars made out of pearl. As you enter the city, you notice this beautiful design and you're wondering what it is. And as you get closer, it's the names of those etched into the fine pearl, just like you spoke of those pillars. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and I, I just wonder, you know, and we, we never talk about this, but I have to, have to get this picture in my mind of, of, uh, of the new Jerusalem coming down on the earth. Well, there's going to be people on the outside of the New Jerusalem. Mm. You know, uh, it's just not just the New Jerusalem that you would need the earth, you know, just for the New Jerusalem. It hang on its own. But the, the New Jerusalem comes down and, and physically on the earth. And there's people that's uh, um, that's that's you know in the earth that's that's around that thing. It says they will bring in their whatever, you know, uh, to honor the Jews at one time. And, uh, and I just wonder, you know, if if they if they come if they look look around there and see the pillars that's got the names on them, if they wouldn't be like those who were in the Vietnam War, going to Washington D.C. to the uh, the, the wall. War Memorial, the, the wall, wall. Mm -hmm. the wall, 
and look and look and see whose names on there that they know, yeah. you know, and uh, and maybe inquire as to their story. Well, how did you get saved? What? How did God save you? Yeah. And you know, uh, the the true answer to that is one day we will know. Yeah, we will for a fact how that's going to be. Yes, sir. You know, for the overcomer, brother, they would be known and recognized as belonging to God and have a permanent place in the New Jerusalem that comes down uh, to earth from heaven. Uh, the New Jerusalem is a place God has prepared for his bride, the church. Uh, it is quite simply the dwelling place of the church and of Jesus Christ. Uh, he goes on to say here, and I will write upon him my new name. Uh, God gives each of us his, his new name. His new name is given to us. Uh, and it's a mark of identification showing that we are his. Mm -hmm. you know, my, my, uh, some of my friends used to call me Peaches. They would know me as Peaches. Not, not everybody would. Right. But my friends would know who I, they would talk about when they say Peaches. And, and I expect this is some, some of the same. His new, the new name would given. God would know who he is. And so we would know each other by that name as well. You know, I always wonder, though, what will it be? Excuse me, will it be redeemed? Will it be saved? Sanctified? Son, daughter, or simply brother, that's my child. Amen. That's my child. You, you child know, of the king. You know, in, in the world, we got Mr. and Mrs., you know, Miss, Mrs., uh, and, and Master. That's one you don't hear very often. And uh, Master Doug Bowers, you know, when, when I was a kid, they, you put Master Doug Bowers on your on my mail. Uh, and I just wonder if maybe uh, that will be known as uh, God's son, whoever, or uh, God's, uh, or, or son, Doug, or, or child of the king, or or Doug the redeemed, or, you know, like some of the old Bible names, you know. Mm. I was wondering how that is. In Revelation 19, 12, when Jesus comes to earth in judgment, uh, we, we see that he has a name written that no man knew but he himself. But apparently his church knows it because God writes it on us. Uh, we will wear that name like a uniform of a soldier showing what country we are from and who we serve. Uh, then we go down here in verse 13, brother. He, he closes this out like he did with the rest of them. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, folks, hear this. There is no higher honor in this world or the world to come than being identified as the Son of God who is a member of the church, the bride of Christ. There was no greater honor for you. Uh, yet, we can all obtain mm. that honor by accepting Christ and joining a New Testament church. Uh, what a great honor. Yet, how simple is it to achieve, to get be a member of a New Testament church. And uh, so if you're listening to this broadcast, I have, to ask, I have to ask this question. You know, on what side of Christ are you on today? Are you on the judgment side? Or are you going to be one of those that are, are left uh, uh, during the tribulation period to, to suffer through God's wrath and judgment? Or will you be a child of glory? Uh, will you be raptured out and taken to heaven to be forever with the Lord? Uh, the difference is what you do with Christ. That's all that matters is what you did with Christ. 
you can accept Christ as your personal Savior uh, and repent of your sins and go to heaven. Or you can say, no, thank you. I'll pay for my sins myself uh, in hell. Uh, and Well, and maybe you don't think it's in hell, but if you're going to pay for your sins yourself and not accept Christ's payment for your sin, it's going to be in, in the devil's hell. That's, that's where it's going to be. Uh, and, and you'll be a child of the devil and be, suffer uh, great uh, calamity uh, in your new body forever. So the difference is what you do with Christ. Will you accept him or you reject him? It's simply up to you. You know, we kind of look at it, brother, it's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? Uh, for us, why would you want, why would you want to pay for your sins yourselves in a devil's hell when all you have to do is accept Christ and his payment for them? Seems like a pretty darn good deal to me. And you can have that good deal simply by bowing your head now and prayer and asking the Lord Jesus Christ to come in your heart and save your soul. Admit that you're a sinner. See your need for a Savior. Admit that you're a sinner. Um, ask for forgiveness and ask Jesus to come in your heart and he will. And that is the end of this song. I got a song for you. Oh, amen. Change. It's not that one that's on the book that I left. Well, you done changed it. You're talking about that name. I couldn't could not think about this one. It's an oldie but a goodie.
probably couldn't we think of that a while ago when we were I don't know. Song. But I, I, knew, I knew that song as well. I just never thought about it. Praise the Lord, though. Amen. He knew what, when it was needed. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. It is so good being with you. Uh, man, it, folks, it really is that simple. It really is. Amen. Christ died to pay the price for our sins if we would just accept him as our Lord and Savior. Admitting we're a sinner, believing that he died and rose again, and choosing him to be our Savior. It's something you got to do. We can't do it for you. Yep, every tub got to set on its own bottom. I tell you, but we'd do it if we could. Man, we, we, we work shifts <laughs> until the whole world knew Christ. But I tell you what, if you haven't made that decision, please do. Uh, for those of you that are listening uh, to us who it may not be legal where you are. That's right. And there are those. And uh, we, we love and we appreciate you in our prayers. I'll tell you what, if you're listening, if you're listening, if you're listening, um, where you're at right now, if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you can do that right now by simply asking him into your heart, being your Savior, just as we said, admit, believe, and choose Christ. Amen. And so uh, for our, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray that our program is an encouragement. The wonderful thing about the books and all that, but the book of Revelation especially, for the child of God, it should be a foretelling of victory yeah, on amen. the horizon, awaiting. Because we already got the victory. There shouldn't be any fear there, but there should be a determination in our hearts to reach those we love for Christ before that time comes. Yeah, we've already got the victory. The battles are just for the glory. Amen. Amen. That God may get the glory. Amen. And so check it out. Uh, we'll be visiting Laodicea uh, next time we're on on here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put a fun fact that's gonna be in there anyways. All right. Okay. Laodicea, aka the lukewarm church. Yeah. Founded by and I'll I'll give you the fellow's name. I just can't remember right now. But I do know this about it. The fellow that founded it named it after his wife, Laodicea. Right. Okay. Later, she poisoned him and killed him. Yeah. <laughs> so we're lukewarmness yeah. in a church. We'll sooner so, kill you. We'll kill you sooner or later. So a little snippet into uh, where we're going to be next week. For all those that do listen, we thank and appreciate uh, your love and prayers. Um, and we're going to close in a word of prayer. But we're also going to say this. Be sure to check us out on uh, Facebook. Love and share it on YouTube. Like it. Subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. For those of us on uh, if you listen to us on whatever podcast, whether it be Spotify, Bullhorn, uh, Anchor FM, all of our other uh, outlets, again, we just ask that you would hit that like button and share the link. All right? And uh, we just pray and pray and pray that somebody will hear this and be encouraged or come to know Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. So we're going to close in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the day that you've blessed us with. Lord, I thank you for allowing us to be able to uh, share your word over the airwaves. Lord, across the internet, Lord, just to the uttermost parts of the world. We thank you for that awesome privilege. We just ask that you would uh, continue to be with the ministry. Lord, be with those that are listening. Father, if they don't know you as Savior, I pray that decision would be made before it's eternally too late. Lord, uh, you're coming soon. We don't know the day nor the hour, but Lord, we can be ready for it. And I pray that those that are listening would make their hearts ready. Lord, for your children, may they be encouraged where they may be. Lord, whether they be in a place where they're blessed uh, to be able to listen freely 
Lord, or whether they be in a place where the mere mention of your name is a danger to their very life, Lord, we just ask for your head of protection round about them. Lord, all these things we're so thankful for. It would all be for naught if it wasn't for our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Hopefully next week. <laughs>